honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, and I'm sure others. Great to be back on board with you once again today as the Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, it was a, you could say it was a head fake of a week. Because uh, things started out so positively and didn't end all so well. It was two wins, two losses, and four games. And as the boring cliche goes, it is what it is. And as uh, certain Homer broadcasters in town after the Utah game might say, just flush this one out. Yeah, it was kind of like that. I'm sure Laker fans were saying that too in Los Angeles on the 17th of December. Just flush it out, yeah. Well, they're going to be doing a lot of flushing if this keeps up. <laughs> uh, two games to preview. Boston and New York, both in Target Center. Kind of cool as we head into the <clears throat> Christmas break. Not holiday break. Christmas break. I like to call it that because it's uh, 24, 25, 26. That's Christmas break, okay? So we can, we can. It, 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 it's okay to say it, believe me. <laughs> uh, obviously, there's a nice lineup of Christmas games coming up as well. At least they use the word on on the 25th. At least they can do that, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to that as we always are. We don't have any hockey at all. So, obviously, that's shut down till the 27th, which isn't that far away anymore. But let's digress back to where we need to be with the NBA. The 17th against the Los Angeles Lakers, 110-92. I just kept, I just kept getting this feeling during the course of this game, like this Laker team is done, and I know uh, Vince Germano's not gonna like that. Uh, obviously, that's on, and other Laker fans, I'm sure, that might be listening. We'll talk about that some more on Twitter. There was a bit of a back and forth with myself and uh, with myself, Vince Tanay and Vince, and all that. Um, obviously, nothing hostile or anything crazy. Just you know. Mm, I, I'm not trying to bash on the Lakers. I just look at the team and I don't see, I just don't see that energy. I don't see the oomph that we saw in the past. Yes, they're missing players. And we learned the hard way as well that even role players make a massive difference. And of course they do. Uh, Kendrick Nunn's a good player. Dwight Howard's obviously still pretty good, even though he's not, but he is, that kind of thing. Trevor Ariza didn't play. Why? Trevor Ariza's a good player. Some of these other guys, it's like, I don't know. Uh, Rajon Rondo did get eight assists in the game, but again, just really a low-energy, yucky game. Russell Westbrook does nothing for me, just nothing. Uh, Wayne Rain Ellington, former Timberwolf, seems like 20 years ago, but I guess it might as well be. It's about 12 years ago, 11 years ago now. still remember talking about you know, Timberwolves drafting him 28th in the first round of the 2010 draft with Marcus the Forecaster. We had a lot of fun with that. We had about, what, how many, how many picks did we have? Like four, and we took, what, three... We actually had five at one point, I think. No, we had four picks. We took three point guards. One of them was uh, Darren Collison. I'm not sure whatever happened to him. But, uh, yeah, Johnny Flynn no longer exists. He was done within three years. <laughs> Rubio still plays. And, yes, Mr. Somebody from Davidson. The, the guy from Davidson who plays in Northern California. You know, he obviously ended up, you know, being a uh, historic three-point shooter. 
But uh, I, I agree with David Kahn, though. I, and Yeah, I'm saying this. I agree with David Kahn, not on passing on Steph Curry, <clears throat> but on his response to the, uh, the reporter asking for a conversation. Uh, sure, I, I, I would be happy to talk to you right after you talk to all the other teams that passed on him before us. <laughs> See? I mean, obviously the fact that we passed on him twice was pretty is pretty annoying and right before. So it makes us look worse in a way. But then again, does it though? How how did uh, how did Hashim Debit work out for Memphis? I mean, uh, Blake Griffin, he's okay, but he was oft injured. He didn't even play his first season because he got hurt right away. Blake Griffin was all right, but he wasn't a number one overall pick type of guy. The only team that really turned out okay for a long, long time was uh, Oklahoma City. And yeah, obviously they have nine million draft picks and nine million, you know, they have nine million cap space and you know nine million <laughs> extra cap, nine million upon nine million in cap space. And all that for all the different trades they've made and such. Uh, the Clippers giving up, you know, three farms to get Paul George. Uh, Houston giving up a lot to get uh, to get uh, James Harden and such. But obviously, you know, I mean, again, Sacramento, how did it turn out? How did it turn out? I barely even remember the guy's name. No, uh, he was the rookie of the year. And I even warned, you know, occasionally a guy's rookie of the year and flames out, but maybe not this time. And yeah, well, he flamed out all right. Dropping off into La La Land here, I apologize. All because of you, Wayne. All because of you, Wayne Ellington, making me babble about history again. Sorry. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns had a very, very, very nice week. Unfortunately, though, as we move forward, there's a reason why the Wolves start losing games. Not just because Dallas is, eh, eh, give me a break. Dallas isn't that good, but Utah is. Yeah, the old, the old COVID, uh, the old COVID train just kind of blew through uh, the Twin Cities when it came to the Timberwolves. And uh, yeah, maybe it was actually through Dallas because that's when everything got crazy. It was bad enough not having Anthony Edwards. But the next thing you know, you lose Jared Vanderbilt and Pat Beverly. Both were fantastic against the LA Lakers. Vanderbilt with 16 rebounds. Just love him to death. Four assists, couple of, oh, excuse me, that's the other guy. That's Malik who actually has played very well this week as well. Three steals, two blocks. It just doesn't get much better than that. I just love the guy. Patrick Beverly, nine rebounds for your point guard. Absolutely crazy. Seven assists, nine points. He even got a steal and a block. He just does everything. How do you not love Patrick Beverly? Hope he can stay healthy and hope he can get healthy now with the unfortunate COVID protocols taking over not long after this, which was extremely depressing. Obviously, Anthony Edwards missed the entire week, which sucks. Damn you, COVID. <laughs> or should we call it Omicron, which... Apparently, yes, it is really, really contagious, but the good part is it's not as severe. That's the good part, and that's how viruses evolve. And even even people that don't agree with me politically uh, would, would uh, are saying that now. So, yes, it's more contagious, but becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. It's becoming literally like a cold now. It's not like, you know, the, the really bad thing at the beginning, per se, per se, where it was contagious then, but not as contagious as it is now. Now it's like, you know, super contagious. So eventually we're going to have to stop with the shutdowns, I think, because, because if it's more like a cold, it is what it is, you know? It, it is what it is. Otherwise, we're just going to shut down everything all the time and you're going to have people out all the time. So that's just how I see it. You don't have to agree. I better shut up now. Again, great week for Carl Anthony Towns. Again, just generally speaking, this game was depressing to watch in terms of, like, it's fun to watch as a Timberwolves fan, but depressing as an NBA fan, seeing how, like, meh the Lakers are. Um, but then again, I suppose we enjoy that. <laughs> like the final years of Kobe Bryant, it was pretty meh. It was pretty meh in L.A., and it's heading that direction really quickly, really quickly with some really nice names on the roster. 
comparing this team to the 2012 Lakers, uh, hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was right on that one. I think so. Uh, very glitzy lineup, but guys are aging, and it's not the best mix. I mean, Russell Westbrook is like the... I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't think he's a good fit at all. I don't know where he's a good fit. Maybe on... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in China, like Steph Marbury. You know, we could get his 40 points and win a championship over there or something. I don't think he's winning any NBA title unless he's at the end of a bench somewhere. You know... I don't think so. Or like a Gary Payton role with the Miami Heat, that kind of thing, where he's just, he's, he's just not as important to the team anymore. But uh, obviously he is important, but he's not the main guy anymore. I mean, Dwayne Wade, hello. So that might be Russell Westbrook's only uh, track to win a championship, in my opinion. Easy win for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lakers just don't, I, I just don't see it. I'm sorry, I don't see it right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. Dallas. Yep. Dallas. The Minnesota Timberwolves host the Dallas Mavericks in a game where more people were out and more people were out and more people were out. And you see inactive health and safety protocols. At the time, it was just Josh Green and Reggie Bullock with the sickness. Luka Doncic also. It's an injury and illness for him, but uh, I thought it was COVID, but well, one way or another, no Luka Doncic. So you figure you better win this game. And the Wolves do, despite the fact Dallas had some nice response back and forth. Tim Hardaway shot the lights out. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith shot well. Jalen Brunson was fantastic in both games against the Timberwolves. In fact, you could easily say he was Mr. Uh, he was the he was the uh, Dirk Nowitzki Award for the Dallas Mavericks the past couple games against the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell, great uh, overall. <laughs> Great overall couple games. Again, uh, Patrick Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt would play one more game. The, Dallas, there's something about this. Uh, I think Dallas passed it on because you notice how a ton of Dallas players suddenly had it in the next game. I, th I think this is a combination uh, situation. I, I think Dallas Mavericks players passed it on to the, the Timberwolves, though m maybe it was kind of a combo platter, I guess, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Dallas passed it on to the Wolves, though, in this one. That's just my guess. Uh, it just it just feels that way, in my opinion. Because um, more Dallas players were out in the first, uh, in the next Mavericks game, and then you head to Utah, and it's like the Wolves had almost nobody. It was unbelievable. Uh, nice job by the Wolves hanging in there. Josh Okogi joined uh, Torian Prince and Anthony Edwards in the whole health and safety protocols. I hate to make the whole week about that crap, but it's kind of heading that way, and it kind of felt that way. Let's make it about Jalen Noel a little bit. He's becoming better and better and better again. It's nice to see Jalen Noel becoming more of a factor and moving up in the rotation again. I mean, it's always an opportunity for somebody else to play when guys are sick or hurt or something like that. And Jalen Noel obviously shows his value. He, he truly does. Uh, Jaden McDaniels will enter the starting lineup again next time the Wolves play Dallas. But this was an overall fun game for Minnesota. And Carl just played great again, 24 points. Not great, but played very well. The rebounding just wasn't there. The field goal percentage wasn't there. I thought D'Angelo Russell was probably the best Timberwolf overall in this game. Actually, most efficient and such. And when he goes cold, he goes cold. But in this game, he was red hot. He was awesome, and we deeply appreciate what he did. 50%, and he was over 50% from downtown. Not so much in the assists in this game, but as you move forward, he would get tons of assists, and it's nice to have D'Angelo Russell in the lineup, despite the fact other guys uh, go out sick. At least we still had him out there, so some there was always some hope and some fun to it all. The Wolves end up defeating Dallas by 10, and then we defeat get defeated by Dallas by 12 the next game. 
Wolves were in there all the way till about six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, and Dallas pulled away, which was quite unfortunate. As in this game, you noticed uh, Porzingis was out with uh, illness, and I think Porzingis may have passed it on to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Carl played in this game and had another uh, solid performance. He was easily the best player on the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell racked up the assist but shot horribly. 1 of 11 from downtown, 4 of 18 from the floor. He just struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. It was just, it was just oh, okay, let's let's try to shoot ourselves out of it. Oh, okay, let's try to shoot ourselves out of Okay, let's try to, sh you get the idea. That's basically what it felt like. Beasley shot the lights out again. I thought he had a really nice week. I, I, I really appreciate what Malik Beasley brought during the course of this week. He was solid. Definitely a better player. And Malik Beasley, it, it just seems like coming off the bench isn't his forte. I think we have to trade him at some point, even though it's, he's valuable to have. But if Anthony Edwards has to be out for him to play well, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> that's what it feels like. He's one of those guys where if he's not in the starting lineup, he, there's just something missing. Like remember in in Denver, he was never in the starting lineup, and he didn't. He just he didn't have the great numbers. And whenever he was in the starting lineup, he was pretty good. And ended up being an attractive piece to Minnesota in the trade. I believe that was with the, I forget exactly. I think that was in the, I can't, yeah, pretty sure that was in the uh, Robert Covington trade. I'm pretty sure it was because it was like a big mess of teams in that one. Uh, guys like Carlos Silva, Ray John Tucker did not play, of course. They never really ended up playing. McKinley Wright, the fourth, didn't play. This is, again, the departure of Vanderbilt and Beverly from the lineup, which was really depressing, <clears throat> and things just weren't the same. No Beverly, no Vanderbilt. I think the Wolves are just not the same team. Even with D'Angelo Russell in the lineup, where people were arguing, D'Angelo Russell, man, we're like 500 with D'Angelo, and we're over 99 without him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we are, but I, I feel similarly with Beverly and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. They're just huge pieces to be out of the lineup. It's absolutely killer, and I, I'm more and more convinced that the Dallas Mavericks players like Brzingis Pass it on to guys that Carl, uh, pass it on to Carl Anthony Towns ultimately, and probably even Jared Vanderbilt early on, because <clears throat> they they were bumping and bumping and thumping. So don't be surprised if that's the case. Not that I need to play any blame game. Frank Nitil, and I, I never say it right, but Frank from from Belgium was very highly touted coming into the draft years ago and hasn't done jack. Uh, Tim Hardaway also sick. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he passed it on to uh, Patrick Beverly. Or Patrick Beverly pass it to him, or blah blah blah, and it's it, it's all Luca's fault. Just blame him. He's the one. It's he's the one. I'm blaming Luca. Luca Doncic is the son of a gun who passed it to everybody. Screw you, Luca Doncic. You screwed everybody now, man. Now we got to watch this crap. Okay, I'm just kidding. Marquis Chris, remember that name? Kind of a stretch four guy out there. It was an old old Wiley veteran. I believe I'm thinking of the right guy. He's got to be like in his mid. It's not the same guy, is it? Oh, maybe he's just a lot younger than I remember. Yeah, he did play for Phoenix. Okay, yeah, he was—he must have been a rookie when I was watching him scorch the net against the Wolves. His three-word percentage isn't that great, but he scorched us for some reason. It is the same guy, but he's way younger than I remember. I thought he was... A, I'm thinking of... I'm like having weird shades of something else, but he was he's the, he is the same guy, but I must be my memory must be merging with another player back in the day. Yeah, I'm weird. Trey Burke, gosh, that's a blast from the past. Now, again, another guy who was uh, actually a Timberwolves draft pick, but of course was quickly traded in order to get uh, the yeah in order to get Gorgie uh, moving forward during that draft. If I remember correctly, Gorgie Zhang 
and pass on our favorite player. <laughs> pass on the Greek freak, everybody's favorite player. Jalen Brunson torched us. He killed us. He frustrated us. 28 points. He just made everything he needed to. No Tim Hardaway Jr. After he scorched us the previous game, but the Wolves ended up surviving that one. Carl Anthony Towns healthy in this game, and he was the lone real positive other than Malik Beasley. Obviously, he was catching and shooting and catching and shooting on those corner threes. 6-12 to 12 from downtown. Malik Beasley again. Really solid, solid week for Malik Beasley. Uh, really appreciated what he brought. He gave us the energy we needed off the, uh, well, not off the bench, the energy we needed in general in some games that would give you a lot of depression, actually. Honestly, when you're so short-handed, Wolves lose by 12. Minnesota goes to Utah. We hung in there a little bit, but Utah just kept pulling away, pulling away, pulling away in the second half, and that was just kind of all she wrote. Super depressing down the stretch. Like, the, the quarters, the, the the numbers by the quarters don't really show you how, you know, close it could have been at times, and how, on how, how Utah pulled away, but it's mostly because Utah had an advantage early generally speaking, and the Wolves would kind of recover, and then the Wolves would lose it again, and then they'd recover, and they'd lose. It was, it's just the whole game of runs deal. Rigo Bear was beating the crap out of Nas Reed. Not uh, physically, it was like almost injuring the guy time and time again. Both players played well. Obviously, Gobert's going to have a little better numbers, and he certainly did with a 20.17 rebound, four-block effort. But uh, poor Nas Reed. He was getting elbowed in the face time and time again. He was getting knocked down, and they finally called a flagrant on Ruby Gobert, which made me feel a little better. I mean, justice needs to be done here. My goodness. I mean, it was just one thing after another with Gobert and Nas Reed. Never led to any really scuffle or anything. Gobert seems like a nice guy. Uh, he seems like it. Maybe he isn't. I don't know, but he seems like it. Nas Reed, you know, good for him for not responding and, and not getting not going crazy and starting a fight or something because uh, Nas Reed in the past was known to have a temper, but I haven't really seen it in Minnesota at all. Uh, McDaniels was known to have a temper years ago as well when he was a high schooler. But yeah, that's back in the day when you're like, you know, when you're teens, obviously. Um, I had a slight temper as a teenager. Just a little bit. Uh, Malik Beasley, again, one of the main positives in the game. But Jane McDaniels showing a bit what he could do with a starting role and several minutes. And, you know, not just a starting role, but a guy you're counting on to shoot the ball more in a situation like this where there is no Anthony Edwards. There is no Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, there's no there's no Patrick Beverly who will shoot some shots, obviously. There's not even a Jared Vanderbilt either. And the guy got nine rebounds. He had seven assists. He had 16 points. He really filled things up and even had a steal and a block in the game. He played a little bit of a Vanderbilt role. More offensive sounding and a little less rebounding, generally speaking, because Jaden McDaniels can shoot the ball. He can put the ball in the basket. He didn't exactly shoot particularly well or anything. His efficiency is not good, but his overall stats are all right. Uh, Russell got hot, he got cold, he got hot, he got cold, he made half of his threes. Beasley, kind of the same thing, kind of a kind of a roller coaster game, but generally, at the end of the day, he played fairly well. In fact, I would say very. He did have 33 points in the game. Malik Beasley led the Wolves in scoring, had an overall good week. I thought he shot the ball well, almost 50% from downtown with those corner threes, corner threes, and a couple of occasionally those uh, spot-up threes from uh, beyond the arc versus the... Uh, the upper arc versus the uh, um, the corner shots. 7 to 16 from downtown. It's a little crazy, but hey, 33 points. Great effort. He didn't even get to the free throw line once, which again shows you he pretty much shot the ball. He didn't drive to the basket a whole lot here and there. And when he did, there was no calls made. I believe that was him. Yeah, he looked like he was hacked pretty good, and there was no call. It's pretty ridiculous. 
Um, that's the kind of game it was. Nasrid, yeah, absolutely. 100% body contact, and there was no foul called on uh, <laughs> Gobert. It was pretty frustrating. So seeing the flagrant called on Gobert finally as he elbowed, I believe unintentionally, I believe so. I'd like to believe that unintentionally elbowed Nasrid in the face. Uh, Jake Lehman and Joe Ingles, of all people, got in a scuffle for a bit there. Jake Lehman literally ran over <laughs> Joe Ingles and then bumped him again. And it kind of started up. It kind of started going. So <laughs> Joe Ingles started going off on him. Luckily, nothing too crazy happened. And Jake Lehman was kind of laughing kind of laughing at Ingles a, a few plays later in the game. Nothing really seemed to happen. After that, I'm not sure if they were making up or what the heck the deal was, but Joe Ingles looked pretty pissed off for a minute there. He had a good game. And Donovan Mitchell, as usual, 28 points against Minnesota. He he always gets like 30-ish against us, but believe it or not, Malik Beasley outscored him. But Utah, clearly the better team throughout the game, which was depressing. Well, there was this game was really, not really ever in doubt. In fact, when you look at the win probability, it barely dipped below 90% in favor of Utah in the second quarter and the rest of the game it was way up in the 90s in favor of Utah so it was just that kind of day for the Timberwolves unfortunately the awards for the week the Lone Wolf Award it's going to go to Malik Beasley Malik Beasley who a guy I thought for the season he was on the verge of getting a Johnny Flynn Memorial for 2021-22 and he still might get it but we'll see showing what he can do though in a bigger role obviously the guy is more than capable of being a very valuable asset to a to a team out there in need of a shooting guard, which would have been the Timberwolves for years and years and years in the past, particularly during the Kevin Garnett era. We, we would have died to have Malik Beasley during the Kevin Garnett era, but that's just how it works. It's, just, it's always like that, isn't it? <laughs> it would have been nice to have a Carl Anthony Towns alongside Garnett during that era too, but yeah, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> you don't always get number one pick with a star at the same time. So... Yeah, the Johnny Flynn Memorial for this particular week. Should it just go to straight to COVID-19? Screw you, COVID-19. It's going to go straight to that. Uh, I, I can't really pick on any player this week. Nobody really was that bad. It's just guys did what they could. They didn't particularly shoot well, necessarily. Certain guys like D'Angelo Russell, who let you down a bit in the previous Dallas game. Uh, 4 of 18 was pretty crappy. But he had some good moments. 14 assists versus Utah is pretty nice, actually, to be fair. And even the 12 assists versus Dallas. So at least there's something, some uh, redeeming fee or redeeming cause here with uh, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, if that's even a, a phrase to, that's usable here. But yeah, COVID 19, health and safety <laughs> deal. That's going to get the Johnny Flynn Memorial for this week. With that, we'll take a quick break and look at the two games we're going to talk about with Boston and New York. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number two, time to look at the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics and New York Knicks. East Coast teams, but both in Target Center and Target Center. Target Center. The Boston Celtics come to Target Center. 16 and 6, third in the Atlantic. Wolves, 15 and 17, third in the Northwest. Teams are fairly even in a lot of categories. Points per game are both kind of in the middle to upper epsilon. 108 to 109. Wolves, slightly better. 
12th to 14th in the league. Rebounds, Wolves are 15th, Celtics are 10th. Field goal percentage are both in the lower echelon. We'll just leave that alone. Free throw percentage, Celtics excellent to the Wolves 17th. Wolves, Celtics are 4th overall. Three point percentage, lower echelon 23rd to 20th. Celtics are the worst in that category. We play on the 27th of December and the 27th of March. So I guess we like the 27th for some reason. That was Black Monday for me, March 27th, uh, where March 24th, 2006, had an unbelievable gain in the stocks. March 27th, yeah, that game evaporated right before my eyes. So that was Black Monday for me that, that year. I'll just leave that alone. Just triggered an old memory for some reasons. Assess the Wolves and the Celtics. 23rd for the Celtics, 16th for the tenth for the Wolves. 18th in turnovers for Boston, 27th for Minnesota. We're struggling there. It's just a turnover ratio. Celtics have a better block shots. Both teams are in the single. Uh, both teams are, are way up there. Wolves top five. We're fifth, of course. Celtics ninth. Steals. Wolves fourth. Thanks to guys like Vanderbilt, Beverly, McDaniels, and Anthony Edwards. Yep, I said it. And 16th for the Celtics, right in the middle, basically. Boston uh, is 3-2 and two in their last five. The Wolves are 3-2 and two in our last five. I was actually looking at it backwards. Luckily, it worked out. Boston and uh, Boston has been back and forth in their five-game stretch here. They beat Milwaukee 117-103. They lost to Golden State 111-107. Beat New York 114-107. Lost to Philly. These are all home games for Boston, by the way. Huh. 108-103. And they beat Cleveland pretty impressive, 111-101. But that just shows you why they're 500. They're kind of back and forth and back and forth. That's kind of the Celtics right now. Wolves have not matched up well with this team historically, but they're not that good. They're pretty mediocre this year, even though Jason Tatum's putting up absolutely great numbers, and he can help you win a fantasy basketball title when he's playing like that. He certainly helped in the past. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has been all over the league, and he's always good everywhere he goes, puts up nice stats. More of a stat guy, though, I think, than a win guy. But maybe I'm wrong. Josh Richardson, he's been all over the place. Once thought of as a, an emerging potential star in the league. Not like a big star, but like a second-tier star. And he, he just that's just not who he is, it looks like. So he's more of a rotation guy, unfortunately. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, there was a time when, man, Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson straight up would have been awesome. And now it would have been like, eh. So Juancho Hernan Gomez has wound up in the Boston Celtics with the Boston Celtics, and he's playing four minutes a game, and that's about it. Joe Johnson, who was originally drafted by the Boston Celtics way, way back in 1998, the year I graduated high school, if I remember correctly. That can't be right, because he's younger than me if he's 40. No, 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 not 98. It had to be, yeah, it was 2001 about. Uh, Joe Johnson drafted way the heck back in the day. By the Boston Celtics. And, yeah, well, yeah, it was 2001. Started off mediocre, wound up with Phoenix and took off as a player. Had a pretty good career, but never was spectacular. Just very good. Kind of a second-tier all-star type of guy. Uh, he had signed with the Boston Celtics due to all this, uh, you know, Omicron nonsense where everybody's sick, basically, except him, thankfully. And, wow, well, he's, he played two minutes so far. It is a return to the NBA for the first time in years and years. Jabari Parker, Mr. Poor Guy with a knee injury after knee injury after knee injury, who was once thought of to be actually better than Andrew Wiggins, which isn't saying much, but at the time it was number one and number two pick in the draft in 2015. 
Jabari Parker to the Bucks, and man, he's just he's just playing a small role with the Boston Celtics so far. Only about nine minutes a game. It's very sad to see Al Horford's back with Boston. Marcus Smart's leading the team in assists. Not a whole lot of ex- not a whole lot of good ball movement, but they're protecting the ball in Boston. Generally speaking, I suppose it's kind of a team effort, kind of a committee thing there. Guys just overall moving the ball around. Dennis Schrader, don't forget about him. Averaging about five assists, and he's averaging 16 points a game. He's got that lightning speed up and down the court. He really runs the floor well. He's a pain in the ass for the Wolves. Uh, with the whole health and safety situation, I think the Celtics beat us, actually. I don't want to say that, but maybe Anthony Edwards is back by then. Carl Anthony Towns, no chance. Last year, he took like a month to come back. Uh, it's frustrating. Hopefully, Anthony Edwards is back for this one. And if he is, I think he gets. I, I think he scores 35. I have a feeling he's just going to go off. But then again, who knows what kind of lasting effects he's going to have. I don't know what to say about this game. I got a bad feeling. But I think the Wolves lose both of these games. Yeah, I think we go from four in a row to four in a row. You know what I mean? Four wins in a row to four losses in a row. I don't feel good about it, but then again, if Boston's signing Joe Johnson, maybe I shouldn't worry too much. Let's look at their situation against Cleveland. I mean, they beat Cleveland recently, so that's something. Joe Johnson, I swear, yeah, so the guys that have been out, Hernan Gomez, well, Al Horford, Jabari Parker, uh, Josh Richardson. Obviously, Horford's important, but like guys like Jason Tatum, guys like that, Marcus Smart have all been healthy, so we'll see. Is there anybody new in the health and safety protocols? Like, they're not even showing it. What happened? They used to show this stuff. What happened? They're not showing any stuff. That's dumb. Maybe because it's too many people. That's probably why. They're probably like, screw that. There's like nine players sick. Well, that's dumb. Hmm. Well, they used to show it. <laughs> even if a guy's injured, it'd be nice. At least they if they're injured. Like, if they're sick, they're sick. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, well, oh, Jalen Brown. Let's not forget about that guy. Remember, he got hurt pretty bad last year. He's healthy and he's kicking some butt. I almost forgot about him. He's obviously uh, one of the more valuable pieces on the Boston Celtics, to be quite fair. Averaging 22 and a half a game as well. Celtics beat the Timberwolves. Celtics beat the Timberwolves. I'm hoping Anthony Edwards is back, but I'm not counting on it. Malik Beasley gets 30 points, but the Wolves end up losing the game. Uh, final score is, actually I'll say D'Angelo Russell, pardon me, uh, but the final score ends up being something like 117 to 110, the Celtics beat the Timberwolves, let's see, I think I messed everything up, yeah I did, I have to redo this, luckily it's not too hard, the Wolves play the Knicks back to back, and then there's a lot of time off for New Year's, oh goody, a lot of time off leading into New Year's, which I think is, to me it's just another day, to other people it's it's New Year's, woohoo, it's just another day to me. Um, oh, no, never mind. There's just a couple days off, and then New Year's Eve, the Wolves play Utah. I'm thinking about some other sport here. My apology. Derek Rose with the ankle. At least they're showing it here. Tim Rose, no injuries, but a million sicknesses. Uh, Derek Rose, 18th of December with the ankle. Yeah, I may have even talked about that. December 28th and January 18th, the Wolves uh, head to New York City. Maybe the Wolves can beat the Knicks. I don't know. But aren't they better than Boston? No, they're worse. They're worse than Boston. It, it's a winnable game. I, I hope the Wolves can beat this team. Julius Randle obviously puts up decent numbers, but not as good as last year. The vibe is just not as good this year in New York. 
Kemba Walker is certainly not what he was in Boston, averaging like 20-plus a game. Eric Fournier killed us with Orlando years ago. Rose, I'm guessing, won't play because, you know, he just won't. Usually doesn't come back right away. Nerlens Noel is just kind of a, you know, he'll play and then he gets hurt and then he plays and he gets hurt and he plays and he gets hurt and he plays and he gets hurt. Obi Toppin hasn't hasn't panned out yet, but hopefully he does at some point. He's a New Yorker, so he was very, very happy to be drafted by the New York Knicks. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, a guy I was a huge fan of. I'm, I don't know. I was a huge fan of his. But, uh, obviously just a second-round pick, but a good one. A damn good second-round pick by the Knicks. Uh, he's had some good moments. He, he truly has. Uh, he's a nice, very nice role player for the Knicks. And I, I wouldn't mind him on the Wolves, honestly, if, if something headed that direction. He does average almost two blocks a game. I just love guys that block shots. Love it. Uh, Maybe the Wolves beat the Knicks. Why not? Let's let's go with the 500 game. Uh, 500 back to back. Wolves lose to the Celtics, but beat the New York Knicks. The Knicks are 14 and 18, and in their last, it's the exact same thing. Well, it's the opposite actually. It's the polar opposite. Loss, win, loss, win, loss. <laughs> Two out of three. They lose to Washington 124-117. They beat Detroit 105-91. They lose to Boston 114-107. They beat Houston shockingly 116-103. And they lose to Golden State, shockingly, 105-96. The Wolves will end up winning this game. Final score, something along the likes of 114 to a 108. Anthony Edwards, I'm going to guess, returns, and he has a good one. That's about 33, and the Wolves defeat the New York Knicks. With that said, we'll take a quick break and return for Fan Interaction. back here on Timber Wolves Explosion. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody. Merry Christmas Eve here in the Timber Wolves Explosion Nation throughout the world. In Australia, it's it's later Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day by the time you're listening to this. And yeah, that's how that goes. And before you know it, I'll be watching some NBA games. As there'll be nothing tonight, unfortunately, but there's never there's never games at Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve all the time, which is what it is. Okay, so to the Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX, thank you everybody for the interaction and for the back and forth and for the retweets. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, Levi Brown out of New Zealand, and Vince Germano out of Australia all retweeted the most recent episode, 317, Ball Movement. This one will be like head fake or something. I think that's where I'm headed towards because it was kind of a head fake, but, or, I don't know, because I don't want to just write COVID, 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 you know. You can't just put that every couple weeks. Every time somebody gets COVID something. So people are probably sick of that word. I'm sure you are. Thank you guys so much for the retweets. <laughs> I was talking about how the Lakers are done in Vince Germano. I got a feeling he's going to be like, really, Joey? I was saying, this Lakers team is done. Most of their main guys are still playing, and they're getting beat pretty handily by the Timberwolves without Anthony Edwards. Too many odd pieces and too many old pieces in L.A. to compete at a high level. Vince Germano responds with, mate... We've got five guys out and interrupted prep. So, I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad situation there right now with uh, what, what took place. And now now here we are with, like, like five guys out, and <laughs> it's not been good. But now it's, like, super important players. The only important player left 
well, two you could argue, because Beasley, you could consider him important. Yeah, it's just Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. Otherwise, no Carl, no Vanderbilt, no Beverly, no Anthony Bleepin Edwards. It's pretty sucky. Denny Brown responds with, I saw, or not responds, but yeah, he came back to, I don't know if he responded to a tweet. He tweeted to me, I saw today that the Lakers played their best with LeBron at the five. Was worried about that coming into this one. But we seem to be safe thus far. And yeah, it was a safe game. And LeBron at the five, yeah. The NBA has gotten real weird. It's gotten really weird. And he says LeBron's looking a bit old too. As I was saying, I was saying, my God, DeAndre Jordan looks old. Yeah, he really does. DeAndre Jordan looks ancient. Um, obviously on the Lakers. And <laughs> then he responded with LeBron looking a bit old too. He wanted to make sure Vince saw that. And then Vince said, yeah, man, 25 points a game. I hate that about him. <laughs> yeah. And then he said getting destroyed by Vando. Yeah, unfortunately, they all look kind of old. LeBron, obviously, his high IQ is going to carry him until he's 40. You can definitely see that. And unfortunately, 40 is not as far away as it used to be. But, well, his high IQ, his high IQ is going to keep him playing at a very high level for a very, very long time. Um, the only problem will be how much time is he going to miss? Because obviously the older some of these guys get, the more time they miss. And my God, the mileage on LeBron James, considering he started playing at age 18. It's pretty damn crazy. <sighs> LeBron, uh, today, or Vince responds with, he's allowed to have a down night. And then today responds with, especially against the defensive powerhouse, Jared Vanderbilt. And I love that. I, 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 I love that. <laughs> Uh, Vince responds with, I don't care who it's against. Max says, Vando is one of the best wing defenders and rebounders in the league. And I think he is. I think he is. Um, I think he's playing great. Uh, Vando, it sucks that he got sick. It sucks. Uh, and Vince says, I like him. Yep, I like him too, Vince. I really do. Vanderbilt, it sucks that he's sick. He's even a good fantasy player. Who'd have thunk it? But yeah, he's become a legitimate fantasy player. Tanae says, you see a player like IT come back and play well like this, and it makes you wonder, how was he out of the league? Yeah, that was Isaiah Thomas with the Lakers. Yeah, he was out of the league for a while, wasn't he? Um, I wonder, how was he out of the league? But Jake Lehman is still in it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. Uh, but the NBA has kind of always been that way. Like guys like Joe Klein. How did he last like 15, 16 years in the league? He, he couldn't play. Joe Klein, Joe Wolf. Now I'm picking on guys named Joe. <laughs> How did they last as long as they did? How did A.C. Earl last like a decade in the NBA? A.C. Earl. Oh, my God. How? How did he last that long? How did Randy Brown last as long as he did, too? He's like a fourth-string point guard playing as a backup on Chicago because that was the one thing Chicago didn't care about was the point guard because he had Pippen and Michael kind of controlling all of that um, where the ball's moving. Yeah, so Chicago Bulls, that team. The Bulls. Not, not the Chicago Bulls, like... With Derrick Rose or with uh, <laughs> or with Zach Levine, I'm talking Michael and Scotty. That that Bills team, Randy Brown. Yeah, that's the only reason he wasn't there. Like Bill Winnington, how did he last as long as he did? Great guy, cool guy, really nice guy. Uh, Judd Bushler. Who the heck are these people? Like they, anywhere else, it, everywhere else they went, they just died right away. It was like clipping buds off of a tree. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Clip. Oh, ah, uh, that didn't last long. You know, it was like that. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yep, kind of like uh, Bill Belichick's coaching tree. Man, he's a damn good offensive coordinator. Well, gee whiz, he's good. Head coach of Denver Broncos two years later. Get the hell out of here. We went no part of your garbage. You suck.
That's what it was like. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Um, so what caught you up? Something else got started here. Uh, okay. It was something about how we were kicking the Lakers, but I don't know uh, what triggered this response. Then uh, Vince says, when does the banner get raised? He was saying that to 10A. And then Tenet responds with, when we beat the Lakers again in March for the sweep, that's our title. And then they were laughing back and forth. Unfortunately, so far, that is how it is. And I like Minnesota Wild fans, like, I can't stop looking at that standings. I can't stop looking at it. We're in first place. It's December. It's December. And even first place in April. Do you know how much first place in April means when the season's over? In, ho- in hockey or early March or in the NBA? How much does it mean? Not that much. In in the NBA, it seems to mean more because the favorites win more often in the NBA. In hockey, I've seen first overall seeds get swept in the first round before. We've we've seen it. So it's like it doesn't mean a damn thing until you're hoisting the cup in hockey. Basketball, a lot of ways, it's similar, you know. <laughs> but yeah, in March, yeah, March is our NBA finals, which is frustrating. Um, Marty Gimble commenting on Isaiah Thomas. He was saying helps not being five foot nothing. And Tanae said, apart from height, he brings nothing, though. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, he gets hot sometimes. Vince responded back to me about something I said. He was saying, may we have five players out? Yeah, because I was really late to respond. I was just kind of zoning out like I always do. Uh, I was was responding when when Vince talked about the five guys being out. I said, that is true. I was surprised that a lot of the main guys were still around, but it did just... It did distract my thinking a bit. Vince replied with, you probably would have whooped us anyway. LOL. You guys outworked, outplayed, out everything tonight. And I think so, too. Uh, I was saying that's definitely the vibe I felt right away. It's like one team is just too cool for school, and the other one wants it more. It's about time we want it more than other teams once in a while. Yeah, because, I mean, that was always a problem in the past. It seemed like, why are we so cocky? Like, we actually won a game or two, or having a good quarter or something. But now, oh, we got this. Vince Germano, or excuse me, Tenney Brown says, yeah, I was saying I absolutely love Jared Vanderbilt. That's what uh, got this response. Tenney says, we have a lot of competitive spirit this year. Vando missed a block, and you could see how upset he uh, with himself he was. Been a long time since I've seen Wolves players take this much pride in their defense. Yeah, it's probably since Kevin Garnett in, in his prime with Minnesota before he got traded to Boston. Honest to God. Here we go. Here's a big, big main attraction here in the fan interaction. I'm not sure there's a whole lot on Facebook, so good thing for, thank God for Twitter this week, of course. Twitter generally, I'd say, is a little more active than Facebook, but occasionally Facebook gets rolling too. Tanae says, I honestly feel like for the first time in over a decade, the Timberwolves know who they are. I've been screaming for this franchise to find their identity for I don't know how long, and it may have finally happened. Thoughts? Yeah, because he was sharing uh, Jace Frederick with Carl Anthony Towns saying, I think this team is building an identity with, uh, is building an identity and building a foundation. Here's how he thinks that was evident in tonight's win. That was the been against the uh, Dallas game, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be the Dallas game because the Lakers game was a bit earlier. Yeah. Yep. So Carl Anthony Towns said, I think that this team is building an identity and building a foundation where what you see with other great teams is that no matter who is on the floor, we're going to go out and play Timberwolves basketball. <laughs> yep, we showed we showed that tonight when things weren't as pretty as the Laker game. 
We struggled a little bit, but we stuck to our foundation and stuck to our principles. In my opinion, we played really well tonight. We played good defense. Offensively, it was just it, it just wasn't falling. That's okay. We kept we we kept up with our defense. We played really well. After the first four minutes, I felt like we picked each other up and started really hitting on all cylinders. We played the game. We grinded the game out, and we got the win. Yeah, that was against Dallas, and I agree. That was a, an impressive performance considering how Dallas started kind of c- coming back into it, and they still had some main players out there except for Donzich, but still, a nice win. A win's a win, and they got the job done when they weren't actually making their shots. The defense kind of took over, and that made a huge difference, to be quite fair. So great, great post today. I really appreciate that, and I do think the Wolves are getting a better identity. And the fact that defense and Timberwolves are in the same sentence now, or the same paragraph, the same sentence, however you want to look at it, it's a great feeling. And it's about doggone time we can put those together again. As even during the Garnett era, defense wasn't the main focus of the Timberwolves. It was the main focus of Kevin Garnett, no question. But Wally Zerbiak, Terrell Brandon, Anthony Peeler, those guys weren't good defenders. Um, but when you have like Beverly, Vanderbilt, guys like that, imagine Garnett with Beverly and Vanderbilt on the, uh, in the same lineup. Jaden McDaniels, who we could nurture. Imagine Carl at center and Kevin at power forward. I just keep dreaming, or say it's just Garnett and, and uh, Anthony Edwards together. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be a sweet, sweet duo, to be quite fair. Imagine the energy in the building. Just, Just imagine. Even though Carl brings energy, it's a different energy than, say, Garnett and Anthony Edwards. Uh, there is no actual posts on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, I'll give out the ads really quick here as we head to the end of the show. I should have had them earlier, and I apologize. Vigit, the Vigit application. V-I-G-I-T is two different words. It's an application for Apple or Android devices. It's basically fantasy betting, and it's a lot of fun. I encourage you to jump on board. Uh, social media for sports bettors. You could post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting leads a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information on the Vigit Lakeline movement where the public is betting. It is not real money wagering. It is basically fantasy betting, but that's what makes it fun. You don't have to actually lose money. And you can kind of, you could use it as a cheat sheet as well. That's another big thing. Uh, Encouraging you to join the Crypto.com application. It's called Crypto.com, but it's an application for Android or Apple devices. There'll be a link in the show description. Just click on that, and it'll show that I referred you, and we both get $25 put in our accounts right away. It would definitely help this show, and it would help you get started trading cryptocurrencies. Lots of fun to do, to be quite fair. I am thousands ahead, and I'm not making that up. I'm not. I'm not reading a script when I'm saying that. That's real. Uh... Also, though, again, really, really appreciate uh, the post. Really appreciate the many, many memories you guys have brought me. You know, guys like, you know, like Tanae, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, who's been around. And, uh, not as much lately, though, not for quite a while. Um, nice to meet some of the newer, newer guys. And then also Nick Nick Timas, who popped up a few years ago. Really appreciate him. He's a veteran now. Nick Timas, also out of Australia. We Reese Padretti. And, of course, uh, big time shout out to... Wayne Hunt, who who used to be known as Hank McCoy. It was like a nickname. It was a fun thing. Wayne Hunt and the Courtside Podcast. Massive shout out to you guys. Really appreciate what you bring. Uh, and I really miss your show. It's been a few months. Hopefully you guys come back out of your hiatus. It's been a while. I understand busy schedules get in the way and busy lives get in the way. But uh, wishing all of you a very, very Merry Christmas. Every one of you. And to those of you that, support, uh, that uh, celebrate 
Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. God bless you guys as well. Um, just really, really appreciate the many, 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 many hours we've spent together, you know, like listening to your shows, you know, like, like the Courtside Podcast, you guys listening to mine and our interactions together over the many years. It has been an absolute pleasure, and I'm not going away for that reason. I mean, that's a huge reason to never go away. Why would I? Uh, just some friendships that could last a lifetime. And I really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, other final things, please do uh, call in sometime. It'd be great if you were able to call in. Open up your smart device. There's free voice recording applications on any smart device on the planet. Open it, press record, talk into it like a phone call. And then when you hit stop, save it, save it, and then share it or email it to paladinolive.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. It'll be in the show description for copy and paste or whatever you want to do. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zomzar.com. Final thing, please do write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts if you could, or Stitcher or Double uh, Stitcher or Audible. Those are the three applications that allow you to be able to do that. And if you were able to do that, I really appreciate it, and thank you very much on air. God bless all of you. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you in a week. Bye.